You're listening to Grounded, a podcast by the Oregon Department of Energy. Welcome to a special Grounded series called Oregon Energy Timeline Conversations. A little background, the Odo team has been working on a timeline project that illustrates Oregon's unique energy history. During this project, we've collected dozens of photographs, video clips, and interviews. And we're just too excited about these to wait until the timeline project is finished. So we've decided to share with you all as we meet and talk with these fascinating energy thought leaders and contributors. Odo's own story core, if you will. On our first timeline conversation, we meet with Mr. Sun, a.k.a. John Patterson. John has earned the name Mr. Sun as a solar pioneer whose company installed over 3,000 solar systems and who helped get legislation passed to make alternative energy more affordable. He is also the author of a book called Footprint, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Extinction. I really enjoyed this conversation, and I think you will too. Let's listen. Well, I'm John Patterson, and I'm the founder of Mr. Sun Solar, uh, which uh, started business in Oregon in September of 1980. Um, We did um, solar water heating systems to start with. Um, In 1981, did um, our first solar pool heating system. And um, in 1980, I did 12 projects. Um, 1981, I did about 25. By 1985, I was doing close to 100 a year. And that's when the uh, federal tax credit ended under uh, Ronald Reagan, who was infamous for taking solar panels off of the White House right. and and so on and uh, so in 1986 I did two installations. <laughs> oh <laughs> wow, a hundred. So you know, uh, uh, I had a nice uh, team of employees. I had about ten or twelve employees, and they all went away because there wasn't any business. There was no sure. new projects happening. But um, I stayed in business by. Uh, just doing service on all the solar water heaters that had been installed to that date in the Portland area because all the other solar companies that started in the early 1980s, same as me, they all dropped out and uh, stopped doing it. But I I stayed in business and have been in business continuously since 1980. Wow, that is neat. What you know, I've been thinking a lot about the the late seventies and eighties working on this timeline, and especially with the um with that change with the Reagan administration. What would you say? What was your conversation like with with people when you said you you've always been an early adopter on um the value of solar? You know, people I'm sure were concerned about you know just like with a lot of things, price and if you know if it was even worth it you know all of those those common questions what was your argument then and maybe how did it how does it compare to now well i've always thought that solar was a a great investment Uh, you know if you if you just talk about solar hot water for a minute um, people um, would say stuff like Oh well, you know that's that's a ten-year payback. That's too long. And I'm, I'm I would say to them, well, are, are you still planning to to use hot water in ten years? <laughs> right. And they would go, well, yeah, of course. And I said, well, uh, you know, uh, most of the 
the cost of the system is paid for up front through federal and state incentives and um you know the rest is paid through operational savings and but well we may not be in the house for 10 years well if you sell the house i'm sure uh it will sell for more because it has solar and Mm -hmm. there weren't any studies out in 1985 that you know talked about that but there are plenty of studies out now that show that um solar um enhances the value of the the real property that it's on absolutely usually usually by the cost of the system uh at least uh, you know uh so that the the tax credits and incentives are are just extra so but you know people were i don't know people if you have kind of a negative attitude in life, <laughs> uh, you 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 find ways to say no. So, I, yep, I agree. <laughs> a lot of people, and I I would think back on those hundred systems that I sold, I probably did a thousand site visits and had nine hundred people say no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, really, it was like that. So uh, you know, it was kind of appealing to to people's sense of of um what was right and you know in 1980 there wasn't any talk about climate change none of the Mm -hmm. motivations that you have today and uh so it's just almost purely economic but um you know through the years people have come to understand that energy has a very big environmental consideration to it and uh and, and having clean energy is <clears throat> much better for everyone than yeah. than having energy that's not. So I don't know if that's a direct answer to your question. It is. But, it is. It's yeah. a great answer. Okay. So now, oh, so much has changed, and, and a lot for for good, and in, in some ways stalled. Um, what are your conversations like now? You know, I don't. Luckily, I don't meet many people that are anti-solar for homes or businesses or, you know, anything out there in Oregon. Um, What's the next step to that conversation? Well, I'll give you a good example. Uh, In 1980, if I was at a cocktail party, and people, you know, just right off ask, what what do you do? Mm -hmm. Of course. I would say I'm a solar energy contractor, and they would say, huh? (laughs) 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 What, What is that? And then nowadays, if I'm at a party, a gathering or something, what do you do? I'm in solar. And they go, oh, you're in the right business nice. at the right time. That's good. That's good. I and like I that. go, well, I, yeah, I've been in this business for 40 years. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> You've it, been in this business at the wrong time. <laughs> <laughs> it's always been the right time. Yeah. That's that's a great answer. That makes complete sense. But you know, it's actually easier to sell solar now than it was in the early '80s. Number one, you know, everybody's kind of acquainted with it. They 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 know people that have it. Uh, they they see them around all of, all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, incentives have been around for a long time. Uh, uh, you know various different ones, and and you know that that helps people make a decision. They say, well, you know, if the if the government is in favor of it, it, it must be a good idea, or you know, if the energy trust is in sure. favor of it, it, it must be a good idea. And so, um, there the uncertainty that affects most people when when they're trying to make decisions. And you know, the, the other thing about that is that 
most people aren't decision makers. Uh, you know, you think about it, you go through life, your, your parents make your decisions early on, your teachers, uh, then you get employed, your boss makes your decisions for you. Most people just don't make decisions readily. Um, and so, uh, you know, there's always been that to overcome. So I just figured my, my job was to just make, uh, make the case so clear, so obvious, uh, so easily uh, understood, and also to present myself as someone that was there to sort of counsel them and to, right. um, you know, a, 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 a decision that was obviously in their favor. And so that's, that's how I've, I've uh, kind of evolved in my sales presentation. Sure. That makes sense. That's such an interesting observation. You're right. People, that's not exactly a strength and something that is at the, you know, forward of their thought every day is making big decisions. We just don't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't. <clears throat> really interesting. So where do you see, you know, with climate change and it's, it's becoming more of a daily conversation, which is good. Um, where do you see solar for, for Oregon? Well, I'm, I am, um, just all in on it. I (laughs) I just feel like it is the answer. I even wrote a book about it. What's the book? Uh, In 2010, I wrote a book called Footprint. A funny thing happened on the way to extinction. Wow. Uh, It's sold about 800 copies so far. Um, Well, congratulations. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. It, um, I talk about how, you know, human beings, you know, the world is, is simple. It's, it's getting more prosperous. There's more people, uh, coming into prosperity. You think of, of China, mm-hmm. uh, all, all those people there, they've all got cell phones and they're, they're, you know, shopping and they're using energy and they're, they're, they're moving about and yep. so on. So there's not going to be any reduction in the energy that people use. Uh, even though efficiencies made a, a huge big difference, you know, LED lights and, and that kind of thing. So we, we're not going to sacrifice our energy. Uh, we're going to we're going to get our energy one way or the other. So the 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 only option is to figure out how to get clean energy. And I think there's just a lot left that can be done on that. I, I remember. Uh, seeing a movie a while back about oil when they first uh, discovered oil and and realized there's a, a benefit to it there were people that that wouldn't wouldn't be able to sell their land or lease their or the, the, the land to the oil companies because the oil was too deep hmm. but there were there were a few people uh, one or two in this movie was about that one of those per- people they said well, if the oil's down there and we know it's there we'll figure out a way to get it (laughs) and the way and of course that happened and so a a lot of uh, great wealth happened then because of that and so i just i just realized i've done the math um and and you take all of the requirements of human beings for all of our activities our our heating our homes and and, um, our travel our Mm -hmm. factories everything humans do and um and the sun supplies that many times over so the the solar resource is there to meet all human needs and that's what i i hope 
will ultimately happen within the next century. Uh, that's a reasonable timeline for that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and and just because it's there, uh, we <laughs> we need innovation. You know, there's problems. But gosh, so many people stop at the problems. Oh, well, was, you know, storage, that's the problem. Well, <laughs> get to work on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the energy's there. You figure that out. Don't be spoon-fed everything and, <laughs> you know, act like the oil millionaires of, of old. And Get it. You know, so. Yep. <laughs> Where there's a will, there's a way. Get it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I do that. And, you know, the, the book Footprint that I wrote was about how the individual can um, make their, their own personal energy choices to have an incredibly low carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the average American, um, it was 2010 when I wrote that book, so I may be fuzzy on my research, but I think it was the average American uses, oh, gosh, what was it? I don't know. I better not take a guess. But whatever it was, mm-hmm. they, sure. it's it's so many kilowatt hours a day per person in America, and that can be all of that energy can come from renewable sources. Every single bit of it. So you know, yeah. I I can I can on any sunny day I can heat my water with solar energy. I can power my electricity with solar energy. I can drive an electric vehicle. Uh, that wasn't available in 1980, <clears throat> but it's certainly available now. I can charge my phones and all of my devices that I use. I can I can even cook with solar energy. I can have an all electric home. I can buy uh, sign up for the green energy option, which assures me that all my uh, power comes from wind right. or hydro or solar. And mm-hmm. um, you know, so the idea that uh, that that I uh, Oh, I know. I've got a little illustration. That was it. The average American, it just hit me now. Yeah. The average American uh, puts 100 pounds of CO2 into the atmosphere every day. And I always do all my calculations on a daily basis because that's what we get from the sun, a daily. Yeah. And don't talk about years and all that, just to, or months even. Just talk about a day. So, I, I, Joe, my average American in the book, I've got a little cartoon of him. He's, he's standing there holding a bag of CO2 that weighs 100 pounds in his the driveway of his house. Well, the bag that weighs 100 pounds of CO2 is as big as his house. It actually goes up above the peak. And that's one day's wow. <laughs> worth of, of energy from good old Joe. So... You know, he takes several steps. You know, the first step is he he signs up for for green energy, and and, and that reduces his his bag down, to, you know, to fifty pounds. It's half as big as it was, and then he gets a, a heat pump instead of uh, burning natural gas, for, and he gets a solar water heater, and so with electric backup instead of natural gas, and and then he gets an electric car and rides his bicycle, and. At the end, he's he's standing in his driveway sipping a cup of coffee because he's got no CO2 that's being uh, required for his energy needs. And that's just completely possible to do. And you, you have to be – you have to have a little money. Joe has to ha- have the money to buy the heat pump. He mm-hmm. has the money to buy the electric car. And that's that's another point of the book is that, that prosperity – uh, needs to come alongside of the 
clean energy revolution because you know poor people don't have much choice but poor people don't <laughs> they have low carbon footprints too mm-hmm. because you know they're they're not uh, living in places that have ex- you know expensive heat piped into their building they're they're living in a hut in india or africa or someplace right. they and, have all the uh, stuff you know, all the energy cooking, consuming stuff right yeah right so that is, anyway, I, I need to find this illustration. Um, like I said, I'm going to find your book and that I think, I, um, of course, with your permission, I would love to use that in the timeline. That is you, great. You go ahead. Anything in there. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, uh, you've been just a, a joy to talk to. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with when it comes to, to solar? Mr. No, Su- I'm Mr. Sun. Glad you're, <laughs> just glad you're, you're doing what you're doing and I'm glad to be able to help out a little bit. Well, that's a wrap on our first installment of Oregon's Energy Timeline Conversations. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you want to learn more about Mr. Sun, John Patterson, check out the show notes. And until next time, stay grounded.